Chapter Seven of Tracked by a Tattoo by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Seven Difficulties. The woman who had caused this commotion stood in the doorway looking in in some surprise. She was dressed in the semi masculine fashion now affected by the sex a serge gown short and smart in appearance a natty jacket of the same material worn over a black striped skirt and a tyrolean hat of brown felt her face was oval and waxen in its pallor her eyes of a dark blue and her hair black and luxuriant a look of determination was impressed on lip and eye but this gave place to an expression of surprise when she saw robert fall on the floor finally when her eyes met those of fanks she started and shrank back maxwell peered over her shoulder in gaping astonishment and for quite half a minute there was a dramatic pause it was broken by the woman who stepped forward and addressed herself to fanks you see how the sight of me terrifies this wretch she said pointing to the man on the floor you shall hear from other lips than mine how he treated his master's wife wait gentlemen till i bring up my friend to confront this man and with these extraordinary words she pushed back maxwell and disappeared quite believing that she spoke in all good faith fanks made no sign that she should be stopped indeed he was too dumbfounded by the strangeness of the situation to speak and he looked helplessly at garth that gentleman was if possible even more surprised than his friend the sudden appearance of the presumably dead woman at once alarmed and astonished them both and they knew not what to make of the matter do you believe that it is emma calvert asked garth who was the first to recover the use of his tongue emma calvert my friend well then lady fellinger if you prefer it it doesn't matter what we call her rejoined fanks with a shrug seeing that she is dead but she is not dead banks again shrugged his shoulders and pointed to the photograph the card says that emma calvert is dead he remarked the valet says that emma calvert is dead how then can this living woman be emma calvert lady fellinger i can't explain said garth obstinately but i am sure of one thing that she is the original of this picture it would appear so said fanks looking puzzled and yet upon my word it is the most extraordinary thing i ever saw in life garth for once you see me at my wit's end and thoroughly mystified wait fanks wait the explanation of this woman hear the story of her friend in the meantime let us revive this wretched creature he is in a kind of fit said fanks kneeling down and loosening the collar of the insensible man get some water garth and you maxwell go down and see if that woman and her friend are coming up we may as well see this business out these directions were obeyed and garth soon returned with a glass of water while fanks always provided against emergencies produced a smelling bottle and a flask of brandy while thus employed they were interrupted by maxwell with a look of alarm on his face well said fanks sharply where is this woman and her friend well, i don't know about her friend sir but she's gone off fanks sprang to his feet gone off he repeated what do you mean 
what i say sir said the policeman doggedly i went down and could not see her i asked the constable at the door and he said as she had drove off in a hansom a look of mingled surprise and distrust settled on the face of fanks in a moment he guessed without much difficulty that the woman had tricked him and he felt small in his own estimation at having been so neatly baffled it was the most humiliating moment of his life attend to this man with mr garth he said roughly i shall see for myself and blaming himself for his simplicity he caught up his hat and took himself out of the chambers at the street door he looked up and down but he could see no trace of the missing woman a constable loitered on the pavement some distance away and although he was a stranger to fanks the detective accosted him without the least hesitation this was less the time for considering than for acting every moment was precious every moment lessened the chance of tracking and discovering the woman fanks as a rule was one of the most self-contained of men rarely losing his self-control or cool temper but at this moment he could have sworn freely at his want of caution which had let a possible witness in the case slip through his fingers but he hoped that there was yet time to retrieve his fault officer he said walking quickly up to the constable did you see a lady come out of yonder door yes sir the policeman upstairs just asked me about her she went away in a hansom five minutes ago i see it drive off like mad were you near at hand just at her elbow so to speak sir did you hear what address she gave the cabman what do you want to know for sir asked the policeman in a gruff way that is my business and not yours retorted fanks unused to being thwarted by members of the force i am fanks the detective and i am here on business quick man the address as maxwell had hinted that a detective was upstairs the policeman at once believed this statement and saluted respectfully she didn't give no particular address but she just said piccadilly promiscus what part of piccadilly demanded fanks hailing a hansom just piccadilly and no more sir repeated the officer do you know the number of the cab no sir there weren't no occasion of me to take it of course of course muttered fanks testily can you describe the hansom was there any particular mark by which i can recognize it well sir i did notice it had a red white and blue sun-cloth over the roof with a cabby as wore a white beaver so to speak that will do cried fanks jumping into the vehicle which had driven up which way did the cab turn to the right sir down piccadilly cabby cried the detective as the driver looked through the trap go down piccadilly and look for a hansom with a red white and blue sun-cloth it's a sovereign if you catch it that's joe berner's cab that is said yehu and drove off briskly with his fare in a fever of excitement fanks had enough to think about during that drive the material being amply supplied by the woman who had so cleverly tricked him what motive had brought this woman to fellinger's chambers for what reason had she taken her departure so suddenly was emma calvert dead if so who was the woman who bore so extraordinary a resemblance to her if emma calvert were not dead and this was she why had she come to half moon street and why had robert fainted at the mere sight of her 
all these questions presented themselves to the mind of the detective and he found himself unable to answer any of them if he discovered the mysterious woman there might be a chance of explanation failing the woman there remained the valet but if the one was missing and the other was ignorant fanks knew not what he should do in so difficult a matter as it was the height of the season piccadilly was crowded with vehicles of all descriptions and the rate of progress was slow far very far ahead fanks thought he could descry the noticeable sun-cloth described by the constable but of this he was not quite sure therefore he remained in his cab instead of alighting to make certain during a block caused by the congested state of the roadway it flashed into his mind that he had seen the woman's face before he was doubtful if this was so and yet he had an uneasy feeling that it was the features of this unknown woman were familiar to him but as the americans say he could not fix her know-how it only remained for him to refresh his memory with a second glimpse but at present he saw no chance of getting one he despaired of finding the woman of whom he was in search the hansom showed no signs of moving on and finding that he could walk quicker than he could drive fanks paid his cabman jumped out and raced along the crowded pavement he saw a number of people whom he knew but paying no attention to these he rushed along intent on getting to his goal at length his exertions were rewarded for by the isthian club he saw the wished-for cab ahead it was turning into berkeley square and as the throng was thinner in the side street fanks secured another hansom with a likely-looking horse and followed in its wake it struck him that he might as well find out where the woman lived therefore he did not attempt to catch up but directed his driver to keep persistently on the trail it was his only chance of gaining his ends with so crafty an opponent then commenced a long long chase which cost fanks the best part of a sovereign he followed into oxford street thence emerged into regent street passed through piccadilly circus down to trafalgar square after proceeding along the strand the cabs dropped down arundel street to the embankment went up through northumberland avenue cockspur street waterloo place and again doubled the trail in piccadilly banks began to worry of this interminable chase he wondered where this woman intended to stop still he held on in a dogged fashion determined to weary out his adversary whom he began to consider a foeman rather a foe woman not unworthy of his steel he then kept up the chase on the doubled trail and to his surprise he found that the cab which he had so persistently followed turned up half moon street and stopped before the chambers of fellinger good lord said fanks to himself surely she has not been so great a fool as to come to earth again where she knows she will find me he was perfectly right in making this remark for when he jumped out and ran up to the cab he found it empty banks swore whereat joe berners grinned and it do serve you right said joe who was a surly person i never did old as young gents should persecute innocents gone with you fanks recovered his temper on hearing this speech it was most humiliating to have followed an empty cab for so many miles but it was rather amusing to be accused of being a profligate when he was ardently bent on doing his duty the detective laughed although the joke was against himself 
the question of persecution will bear argument my friend he said in a laughing tone in the meantime perhaps you will tell me what you did with the young lady you picked up here why said mr berners she told me as you was after her for kisses and such like so she gives me a solve to mislead you she got out of my cab at the end of this street she did and told me to drive on and on for an hour or so while she got away i done that added joe with a grin and you've been follerin' a hempty cab ever since i went up to berkeley square you have acted according to your lights my friend said fanks when he realized how he had been tricked and i do not blame you all the same i am not a profligate but a detective lor said joe has she done anything sir what she has done is nothing to you you can tell me in which direction she went no i can't sir and i don't believe you i don't and so saying joe berners drove off in high dudgeon banks made no attempt to stop him for he saw that the woman had defeated him and the only thing left for him to do was to retire with the best possible grace to this end he paid his cab shrugged his shoulders and went upstairs again since the woman had succeeded in escaping him the solution of the problem lay entirely with robert then a miracle on the way up to the chambers the memory of that face flashed across the mind of fanks ah he said with a start i remember now i saw that face in the crowd round the red star on the night of the murder end of chapter seven read by don w jenkins henderson nevada